welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Everything is fantastic. Now, not joining me as always, but joining us for this episode is my brother and mom's son, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, ladies. That's Ryan. (laughs) Hey, we have... Ah, male listener. Okay. We have a male yeah. listener. Jason. <laughs> He's a friend. Um, today we are going to talk about the Bromance Book Club by Lissa K. Adams. And later we are going to see just how well Ryan knows our romance community selves. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? Okay. So our last book that we did was Beard Necessities, right? Yes. I read A Curious Beginning by Deanna Rayburn, which was recommended by a listener, and Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I can't wait to read the rest, but Ellen has me reading so many effing books, I can't get time to fit them in. But hopefully, after our next one. It's the Beard Necessities? Beard Necessities. Oh, they said beer necessities? No, beard necessities. <laughs> is it like it's a, a beer? It's a penny it's a read. Have you oh. heard us mention penny I've read before? Heard you, oh my gosh. <laughs> Have I ever heard you guys listen to talk about penny read? Okay. Is beard necessities, is it like a like an exotic uh, jungle book knockoff or something? No. No, but it's... All of the books erotic, have not beard. exotic. Like, okay. <laughs> All the books All have of... beard in the title. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, then I read Kingdom of Dreams by Judith McNaught, which was the last mini episode we did. And then I read yeah. Bromance Book Club. Okay. Um, I have what mainly been read, watching. <laughs> I've mainly been watching a whole mess of Hallmark movies, and I'm counting it. Um, now, Ryan, <laughs> give the listeners some background on your reading history. What types of books do you like to read? Do you consider yourself an avid reader? Um, I do consider myself an avid reader, although, uh, going through the bromance book club was a new genre for me. (laughs) Um, the books that I read, I can tell that a book is going to be good if it is, if the first two pages are a giant fictional map of a world that doesn't actually exist. (laughs) That gets me, that gets me revved up. (laughs) Much like these books might get you guys revved up. Um, so yeah, I'm all about, uh, I like, uh, my favorite book of all time is probably Dune. Um, I don't know if you guys heard there's a movie coming out soon. <laughs> Jeez. Ryan, Ryan shut, up about, shut up about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's like Star Wars, but better. How dare you? <laughs> Blasphemy. And you guys can fight yeah. me on that one. Um, Jeez. and then, but I, I really like, uh, big epic fantasy books, like, uh, Malison, Book of the Fallen, Stormlight Archive, um, King Killer Chronicles, Game of Thrones, that kind of stuff. So, ladies. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, we should mention, as you make that comment, Ryan's wife, Kristen, was back on an episode of your, uh, where we talked about Act Like It by Lucy Parker. And so Ryan's wife, Kristen, was on that episode, and she read and talked about that book with us and talked about how Ryan and Kristen met. So if you want to hear about that story, which I had (laughs) a huge hand in, um, you should go back and listen to that episode. (laughs) 
Right, Ryan? <clears throat> yeah, they should. <laughs> I agree. But you're only going to get her perspective of that story. So. Yeah. yeah, Ryan's is mushier. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It probably yes. is, honestly. Probably true, yeah. <laughs> I do want to point um, out, I, I think I've mentioned before that I raised a bunch of super nerdy kids, and I think Ryan just solidified that for me with his book. Yeah. Well, genre. you've got like uh, a nerd of each flavor in your family, that's for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've got a lot yeah. of nerds. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a nerdy bunch, that's for sure. Um, okay. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. Mm-hmm. So today <laughs> we are going to be talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. So today we are going to be talking about the Bromance Book Club by Alyssa K. Adams. This is the first book in her Bromance Book Club series. Let's see how romance-minded Ryan can be. Ryan, the second book is set to come out March 10th of next year and is called Undercover Bromance. Who do you think are the hero and heroine? Uh, Gavin and Thea. <laughs> That's Gavin and Thea. <laughs> what? No, in the next book. I know. I <laughs> no. know. I know. Mom, no. I'm is it... Ryan is being tested. Who do you think would be the next couple in the next book, based on the book that we just read? Uh, yeah, he doesn't have it, Ellen. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Is I know. It, I know. Is it Mac? I got my Hermione Granger going Mac on. I know. I know. Hold I know. on. Is it Mac and Liv? Yeah, it would be Mac. It and is. Liv. Oh, okay. Good job, Ryan. <laughs> the only other two okay. characters in the book. <laughs> characters. There are but they other... were the unmarried ones. Yeah, they were the single ones. That's for sure. The Russian is single. The Russian is single. Russian. He's, got, he's got digestive issues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the Russian is actually probably going to get his own book. At I some think point. the Russian might fit in our family better than we'd like to think. That's probably true. Because <laughs> he has vodka-fueled diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is how this episode's going to go. So, here's... I did not, we had a pretty quick turnaround on this episode, so here's the back cover description of this book. Wait, I'm lazy. Like lazy. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we talk about like spoilers for these books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Of yeah. course. Well, I probably should have asked I... that before we started recording, but okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. Okay, Nashville legend second baseman Gavin Scott's marriage is in major league trouble. He's recently discovered a humiliating secret. His wife, Thea, has always faked the big O. When he loses his cool at the revelation, it's the final straw on their already strained relationship. Thea asks for a divorce, and Gavin realizes he's let his pride and fear get the better of him. Distraught and desperate, Gavin finds help from an unlikely source a secret romance book club made up of nashville's top alpha men with the help of their current read a steamy regency titled courting the countess the guys coach gavin on saving his marriage but it'll take a lot more than flowery words and grand gestures for this hapless romeo to find his inner hero and win back the trust of his wife so mom ryan what did you think of the Bromance Book Club? I'll let you go first, Mel. Okay. I really liked it. I, it was a shade from love because I had some issues. Well, as you get into your questions, I'll tell you more. But um, yeah. I had some issues with parts, some of it. But mm-hmm. when all was said and done at the end, I really liked it. Yes. I am very similar to that. 
which we're going to get into some of the more specifics. I was frustrated through a good chunk of it, but then Likewise. the way it played out at the end, I it ended on a good note for me. Likewise. Ryan. Okay, so one thing I don't want to do is, um, so I like, so to give some context, one thing that I don't want to do, I, I like a lot of strange music, and I like a lot of sub-sub-sub-genres, and sometimes I'll look at like reviews for bands that I really like, and uh-huh. the per- person who's reviewing it obviously isn't familiar with that subgenre, so they'll just bash the band for being like part of that weird subgenre. And it's like, yeah. well, what did you expect before you went in to listen to these guys? So I don't want to be like that. I'm not. So before I go into this, I'm not a romance novel reader. Um, so if I get to like bashing the whole the genre as a whole, just stop me. But um, oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> One thing that I, yeah, I uh, there are th- the book. So the the writer is a, she's a good writer. She has good mm-hmm. prose, and for like the type of book that it was, it. It read very quickly, um, which is good. I don't think it's like the type of book that needs, you know, tons of details. <clears throat> but, um, well, until they start porking, then there's like a lot of details. <laughs> yeah. Then it goes into like crazy amount of detail. So it's like when he's which, like. Are you so excited to talk about the sex scenes? Oh, I can't wait. Your sister and your mom. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this author, she's all about the, uh, the stiff nipples. <laughs> It's a true comment. I mean, the <laughs> wife in this book, she sees the like a vein popping out of not even his his dingling, but his his forearm. Well, and she forearms gets are a thing. Forearms are a thing, Ryan. Well, in see, the this romance is another genre. Thing. <laughs> see, this is another thing. I'm you're, I'm, I'm a straight man, so I don't know <laughs> these things. Um, you, you have nice forearms. Thanks, mom. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, not in a sexual way, because that would be weird and off-putting. No, I really, I really appreciate that, Mom. Um, but so the, the, so I thought that was kind of weird though that I'd be reading this book and it's like good pace, good pace. It's moving along. The conversations are good, and then it's like awkward sex scene. Like it's so detailed that it just felt uncomfortable to me. But yeah. I'm assuming, obviously not a romance reader. Yeah, so I'm assuming yeah. that's part of the. Yeah, that's what, that's what I figured. Um, but let me think. There were things about it that I thought were were good. Um, like some of the arguments that they have, especially from like the man's perspective where he would be like, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. Like he would say something and she's like, oh, well now you're just blaming me for this. He's like, no, uh, no, I didn't mean it like that. It's super realistic. Um, uh, and then, um, uh, oh, and I thought that like the way that they had the passages from the romance novel they were reading kind of mixed in with the book. I thought that was clever. Yeah, um, I thought so too. And I liked the book that she was yeah pretending to write a read or whatever yeah it was like pretty meta uh yeah it was yeah. very meta. and and i could i this so i feel like i was reading a romantic comedy movie obviously um with mm-hmm. the pacing and everything but uh i couldn't help but picture like if they had if this were to be turned into a movie that they would have the same actors that played gavin and thea would play the the characters in the romance oh, novel yeah. book like in northanger oh, abbey yeah. So like something like that would be like kind of, and then it'd be more like funny to see them portraying this like weird, lavish, you yeah. know, old English style. Especially you, with, Ryan. Yeah, look at you. Especially with all the funny nicknames that he had for yeah. for the yeah. Lord. Lord Tight yeah. Pants. Lord Tight yeah, Pants. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but uh lord throbbing member or whatever i can't remember all of them <laughs> lord chest hair yes yeah um but uh i did not like thea i thought she sucked <laughs> well we're gonna get to that ellen will ask questions okay yeah yeah we'll talk we'll talk about thea um i think i came out from like texting with both of you about the book i think i came out liking it more than maybe either of you but i haven't talked to mom since she finished it um it's a not quite love but like i really really liked it a lot um i feel like maybe it maybe it wasn't the best first romance for ryan but then in some ways i think it maybe was a great first romance for ryan because you've got a married dude who's trying to like save his marriage which i'm not saying you are trying to do on a daily basis but maybe you are um, <laughs> everyone is ellen it's an uphill battle um and i'm sure that like there's a lot of romance novel humor in this that probably just goes a little bit over your head because they're referring to a lot of tropes and things like that that are more of a you know set language for romance readers but Maybe right, not. and I could, and I could tell, I could tell that. Well, and it, yeah. but it did give him a taste of a contemporary and a historical romance. So yeah, it's true, it's true, that's true. Um, and did you guys realize that we were basically reading this almost in time with when it was taking place? I did notice that. Yeah, it's like almost that was kind of fun. like Thanksgiving and going to be Christmas. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, good choice, Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I was just like, oh, that's kind of fun. Um, okay. Uh, you guys, what did we think of Thea as our heroine? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thea bugged me through about 90% of this book. Uh-huh. I was getting super irritated that Gavin was bending over backwards to try and save his marriage, and she was just not having any of it and not willing to work at all, and she wasn't seeing that she had done anything wrong where I, from the get-go, was like, well, okay, if you felt that way, why didn't you ever talk to him about it? Why didn't you ever say, I'm unhappy? Why didn't you ever say, you know, I, I feel like I'm faking so much of my life, I'm not happy, I want to go back to school? All of those are conversations you could have had with him without wanting a divorce right away. And so as the book Preach, went on, though, and then you, <laughs> <laughs> and you realize she uh, realized she was screwing up and it wasn't all Gavin it was a large part of it was her then I was more on board with it but through most of the book I was like Thea you and oh my gosh are you going to ask a question about Liv yeah, we yes are. I'm gonna we're, we have a question about Liv okay because I've me, got cause... things to say there too yeah but mm -hmm. um so when it was all said and done I, I felt better about Thea because she needed to change and she wasn't seeing it and it mm -hmm. was frustrating me but then at the end, when she realized that she had issues too and she had to you know, deal with some of her backstory, um, then I was more on board. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, Ryan, let me, let me go first. Okay. When <laughs> a lot of times in, when we talk about these books, Ryan, our main problem is communication, that they're just like all they need to do to solve this problem is talk, talk to, to each, each other. other. And they keep not doing that and so communication is usually our big problem and 
I at least appreciated about this one that the result here is that they learned that they need to communicate more. I'm like, right. at least they recognize that this is a problem and that's the resolution is that they realize they need to communicate more. Um, she's obviously got some deep-seated issues and her progression throughout the book is that she learns from them. Sorry if you can hear my dog drinking in the background. Um, <laughs> the other thing with her is you have to remember, I'm thinking she's like 23 to 25. I'm, I think she's kind of young still. Right. I she, don't that'd be pretty young, it. though. I thought she was a little older than that. Well, she's in college when they... Um, Got pregnant. When they meet and get pregnant. Didn't they say their daughters are like six years old? No, they're three. No, they're three. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that could be... <laughs> Together, though. It adds and up they've to six, been... so you're so close. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. And they say that they've been married for three years in, yeah. in there. So I don't think she's that old. Um, so I think that's some of this. Um, anyway, Ryan, what I have more to say, but what, what did you? No, it's basically what mom said. She's like, oh my gosh, he's living a lie and all this stuff. And then, but yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, of course he might be kind of upset about that for three years. Your entire sex life is a lie. And it's like, you have the problem. And then now you're trying to take his house away and all this stuff. I mean, whatever. He's an MLB player. He's going to buy himself another one but like (laughs) um uh but i don't know i just thought that was kind of crappy and then i thought it was weird when uh when Liv at the end was like just go see what's in his closet and then she goes (laughs) in and she's like oh my gosh is this a romance novel (laughs) like like she found like the isis manifesto or something (laughs) like that and he's like no i can explain she's like were these not your words and and it's just like why is she freaking out about this and it's like yeah why why would you not be like if he's reading this to help your marriage who cares right well and she came to that realization pretty quickly she should have come to that realization right here well i agree quick because otherwise they're gonna have a bumpy road i mean she's 25 they got many years to go so yeah. if finding a romance novel in his cl- closet is going to make her go run to her washed up dad's, you know, shotgun wedding, then th- I don't know. I just think that she's a... This a, one's going to stick, Ryan, for the dad, okay? Okay. No, I'm just yeah. This is it. This is the one. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I wrote down, because my frustration with her came down to this exchange where she's like, I want honesty. And he's like, you lied to me for three years. Don't talk to me about honesty. And I'm like... Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my biggest problem, though, with Thea is that I could never see exactly what Gavin had done wrong to warrant this whole, like, their marriage is irredeemable. Yes. Attitude. That's what, I, that's why I was like 200 pages in and I texted you guys and I was like, what did I miss something? What happened? Why are they, why are they so mad? Why does she want to divorce him so bad? Yeah, why did, and so Well, and that was kind of my problem through the, that whole first part of the book is why what is the divorce all about? What? And you know, Liv, I know we're going to talk about Liv later, but she keeps referring to him about what an asshole he is and going on and on and on. Yeah. It's like mom language, please. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and um, you know, it's like what did he do? I don't get it. What did he do that was so terrible? Yeah, I I mean, because even, I mean, yes, rec- I recognize that he handled 
the revelation poorly, right? And his reaction to it was extreme. But it that in and of itself wasn't enough to be like, we're done. I'm out. Yeah. And like she talked about his, you know, like this had been building up for a while, but I didn't really get I I mean, it's it's implied that, you know, she feels like she's losing herself in the marriage and being married to a baseball star and all that stuff, but that's the other thing that bugged me. Her what? her complaining about him playing baseball. It's like, yeah, don't go around porking baseball players and well, if you don't want to have to deal with I've talked about on the podcast before about how I have a problem with women whose husbands make all this money and then they complain because their husbands are gone doing their job because I had to have a husband who was gone doing his job all the time and we didn't make millions of dollars. That's true. (laughs) That's true. But in all fairness, Um, you complain about that a lot too. (laughs) About the money? (laughs) No, about dad being gone all the time. Oh, I do. Of course I do. Well, then you got used to it and now you're like, he's here too much. (laughs) That's what I do. I do that too. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I didn't quite see why she was so upset with him specifically, other than him handling the fight poorly. But I did not think that that warranted this, like, kick him to the curb mentality. Um, like if I, if this were real, like if I had a friend, like if Gavin were my friend and my friends aren't as attractive as Gavin, but if I had, like, this is. (laughs) Hypothetically That's speaking, you mean your D and D gang? Yeah, mom. So if we, if I had a friend that was going through this, I would probably think like she's looking for a reason to leave you. Well, and that's what I kept thinking through the whole book mm-hmm. is um, she keeps complaining that he left, but in reality, she's the one that had pulled. She pulled away. Mm-hmm. She's the one that wanted this. Well, that's why. But I, in fairness, she comes to that realization in right. the end of the book, right? And very, very she through ninety percent of the book, it was pissing me off that yes, I know she was acting like yeah. that. Yeah, at the very end of the book, and months later in the storyline, she comes to that conclusion. <laughs> yeah, she's very smart um, and responsible. <laughs> like okay, so the other thing I will say, though, in her defense, is she was often irrational, but people are irrational when they are mad and hurt, and I did think that. Even when she was annoying me, there were a lot of moments where it still felt very human and like an actual, you know, man and woman fight and argument and things like that. Yeah. And like I said, fair. Yeah. And I I do think that the arguments were pretty well written. And um, yeah, yeah, the dialogue was pretty good in those moments. And also in defense of her, I did... I did feel like I liked her as a person other than sometimes her irrational behavior. And I liked how she handled his stutter in the way that she just accepted it and, you know, defended him when necessary and things like that. I agree. I liked, in fact, that's what drew him to her to begin with is that she didn't, you know, give him a hard time about his stutter or handle it awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah. Like when she stood up for him outside the ladies room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. Scene. I liked that scene too. And then, uh, yeah. And then what happened, Ryan? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then. <laughs> okay, what did you think of Gavin as our hero? He could do better than Thea. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Gavin. I thought he was great. Yeah. Bless his freaking heart. Yes. Like, 
He was just trying so hard. And this should be a lesson to all men. Like, him trying was hot. That's all a guy needs to do is if you just try and show that you are trying, like, women will eat that up. At least this woman will. (laughs) Thea didn't come around as quickly as we did. But, no, no, I thought Gavin was great. And I loved at the beginning when they find him and he's drunk and they're trying to – and. They're like, did you cheat on her? And he's like, no, do you not even know me? Of course I didn't cheat on her. And, you yeah. know, I just, that set the tone for, I'm going to love Gavin. And yeah. um, anyway. Well, I, that's what, at the end when they were, when Liv was like, because yeah, Gavin's like a, obviously a likable guy. But then at the end when Liv is like, well, go see what's in his closet. I'm like, oh boy, this is it. This is going to be like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> this is going to be sweet. She's going to look in there and find like a bunch of dead prostitutes or something like that. A bunch of dead prostitutes. But it was just a romance book. So I was hope, you know, if it had ended with like some twist or something, I don't know. But yeah, that was not going to happen. Nah, that's, um, that's not romance. Maybe that's, yeah, that's genre. Maybe we go back to the genre. <laughs> You're a that's, different genre That's like the together. gone, that's the gone girl genre. See, that's, um, the, that's the closest thing to a romance novel that I've... <laughs> Um, yeah and I loved seeing him open himself up through romance novels and we're going to talk about the whole romance club in a little bit I loved loved when he explained to her why the faking the orgasm thing was so hard for him when he broke down and told her about you know them teasing him in high school and that kind of stuff and that might come up later mom there you go it's (laughs) like I know her (laughs) um but yeah i mean i don't because gavin did he had some moments where he stuck his foot in his mouth right and but that's that's realistic though i mean he can't be totally flawless his forearms could be totally flawless though am i right ladies (laughs) (laughs) you are right (laughs) forearms are a thing ryan ryan yeah well, and the, what's realistic is it, it's definitely a thing for baseball players. Yeah, they That's would have true. nice forearms. That's why yeah. I can never play baseball. <laughs> for many other reasons. <laughs> okay. <I'll... laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I so he had some moments where I was like, "Oh, Gavin, that was not the right thing to say in that moment." But but Gavin usually just, knew as soon as he said it that it wasn't the right. Yeah, thing to say. And, like. There's just so many moments where I just, like, my heart was, like, breaking for him. Like, when she chewed him out for, um, like, asking if he could help clean up the throw up. And she's like, no, I'll do it. He's like, can we not have an argument, like, when even when I'm trying to help you? Like, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing is when he, yeah, because she was kind of, ha- like, going through some, um, like, blaming him for, I don't know, at the beginning when she was hitting the wall and stuff. And she was like, men suck, blah, blah, blah. And it's mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? You've got a husband who is, like, fighting to take care of your kids, and he's picking up their puke and stuff. And yeah. so, like, why are you hating him? I don't know. Man. And, like, I got that it was frustrating that he didn't know where the towels were. That would also piss me off. But um, oh, oh, I forgot about that. That is a very realistic scene. <laughs> Seriously, that is super realistic. I don't think – like, if I told your dad – well, because I keep towels in different places, and if I said go get a towel, he might know one of the places, but he wouldn't know all the places. That's I true. Come. I like open the oven at your house, and there's towels in it. <laughs> well, you gotta dry them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way to dry your towels. Shove a bunch of them in the oven. Let it slow cook. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's talk now about what separated them. It seemed like there was some confusion on the that front for Ryan. Um, and it was, I think it was questionable because, like we've talked about, it was not completely founded on her side according to this peanut gallery, correct? Right. So um, what did you think of the reasoning there? I couldn't understand. I didn't understand the reasoning. I didn't know why. It was never clear to me until the very end that she had issues. It was never clear to me why she had kicked him out of the house and what she was all mad at him about. I did like about it that it is it is this thing because Ryan texted us. He's like, are they just divorcing because she faked orgasms? And, you know, but I did. And that is, you know. I think that was the straw, but I did like how it kind of unpacked itself as the book went on. Like, it it was this little incident that set it off, but it was that he has insecurities about sex. It was that she feels like she's been faking a lot of things in her life, and, you know, she's losing her identity, and... I thought that that was kind of cool how it was just this really stupid little thing, but that it was kind of the catalyst of a lot of bigger problems that they needed to address together and talk about. The problem I had is she, she kept referring to how she was losing herself, how she'd given up school for him, how she had, um, you know, all these that she was faking, you know, she had to fake to be one of the wives in in the group. And however, it didn't seem like Gavin wanted that from her. He never expected that from her. It's something that she yeah. put on herself. It never felt like, like when she said she was going to go to school, he's like, great, that's great. But, you know. Yeah, it's not, and he, I mean, he makes a million dollars a year. It's not like she has to yeah, work not, while she's going to school. Right, or that she can't afford to get a, you know, someone to watch her kids. Yeah. <clears throat> she's got lovely old uh, live there to watch But also, work. you know, when she went off on the the one wife that was so terrible, he was fine with that too. It's it's not like he was holding her back. It's like she'd put this pressure on herself. I don't think Gavin put it on her. Yeah. I mean, maybe just unknowingly because he was caught up in his career as someone could possibly be. But if she had ever said to him something, I think he would have tried to fix that. Well, and especially because, you know, they talk about how it's they like got married right as he was getting into the majors and right. stuff like that. And so I, I can't imagine that it was high stress times. And she kept talking about like how he does, she doesn't feel like he knows her, but it's like, I never got a sense that like she was making that much of an effort to know him though, either. Like right. I didn't, I didn't get any sort of, I don't know. Right. So we all agree that she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. Um, uh, I was going to say something really inappropriate, but anyway, go ahead, Ellen. <laughs> oh, boy. You're in a safe I space. I guess. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, Ryan, this is what we in the romance community call a second chance romance. Uh, not a go-to trope for me and mom. Uh, what did you think, both of you, of the love we found in this book? How did you guys think marriage was portrayed in this book as two marrieds, you know? Um, yes. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, no, I thought it was pretty well done, I guess. I mean, 
The thing I usually don't like about a second chance romance is there's either one of two things. Either I can't figure out why they broke up to begin with because Mm -hmm. they seem to still have feelings for each other, or I can't figure out why on earth they would go back to this person because it was so terrible what they did. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Uh, So... In this one. So this one was more the first. first. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was driving them apart. Well, it's, yeah. it's, in, in defense of the book, it probably is like one of those things. Like you hear these, about these stories about these couples that they just get into these like raging argue, arguments because of how they squeeze the toothpaste tube or something stupid like that. You know, these just it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. So yeah. maybe there's more to it and maybe she was just tired of him. Well, and I think it unfolded that she had this back baggage in her background that was making her ultra-sensitive, and he had stuff in his background. Or not background. sensitive enough, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and he had stuff in his background that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Totally. That's, um... I didn't know, when they talked about the, the big O, like it said on the back of the book, she couldn't find the big O. I didn't know what they were talking about until like 250 pages into you the book. You lied so bad. <laughs> yes, he did. Of course I did. Come on. <laughs> Your poor wife. <laughs> um, I didn't know the women did that. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. I hope she doesn't listen to this. She's going to listen to it. I'm just kidding. Um... Okay, in terms of second chance romance, I actually, it, at the end of the book, granted, we've talked about, I had problems with her along the way, and there was a lot of frustrating aspects about this second chance romance, but I did like the whole journey. I thought it felt, I thought it felt real, and I really liked how, I really liked, like I said, I liked the unpacking of their problems and them realizing that they need to talk more and get to know, you know, even the not fun stuff to talk about. I liked all of that. Um, And, you know, I mentioned earlier, but they were just so young and they didn't get married under the best circumstances that I think they just needed to learn how to be in a grown-up relationship. And And he went to romance books to help him do that. Amen, brother. <laughs> yep. Right, Ryan. Yep. You should read more. Super it'll realistic. Help, it'll help you. Yeah, Ryan. Super realistic. Gosh. Okay, let's talk about Liv. Ugh. Honestly, I think I forgave Thea a lot because I blamed a lot of it on Liv. Well, personally, yeah, the demon on her shoulder. Well, that was... Yes, that's what I wrote down, Ryan. I'm like, she's like the devil on Dia, on Thea's shoulder the whole time. Well, first of all, when he said he was going to come back and she said she had a condition and one of them was that her sister stayed there, I just rolled my eyes and I thought, that is the biggest mistake that, that's going to be made in this whole process. Yes. yes. Having her sister there through all of this was the worst idea. Yeah. Um. And I sort of get, you know, like, thinking maybe you should be there for your sister. But also, I there's not a moment in the book where where Liv is like, hey, are you sure you want me to hear? Like, I feel like maybe this is a better time for you as a family, which they are. And well, she was Liv, never in support of it. Never. No, and, and I know. As they started to get back together, she's like, you're going on a date with him? What? You know, everything she tried, they tried to do, she would just yeah. badmouth well, she, it. 
she acted like he had cheated on her or done something awful. And all he did was react poorly and walk out after a fight. And and I don't know. And again, if this were like a, if this were a real thing that happened, if I were with these people and I, I could see somebody like Liv reacting the way that she did in the beginning where she was like trying to just support her like okay you feel like he wronged you I'm on your side he wronged you and I'm gonna support you in that but then yeah by the end of it though it's like she's still like no don't you dare go back to him I don't care how many dates he takes you on and how cute he tries to be with you and whatever whatever like just break up yeah she just seemed like um well it's almost like and I think she even mentioned something along these lines but like Liv felt like she was being cheated on by her sister going back to her husband and um Liv even said something about her leaving her and it's like girl grow up you've got to let her she's got children with this man you cannot stand in the way of this yeah she's like um help me mom the guy from uh, lord of the rings it's like (laughs) like the guy that's all evil that's trying to her, uh, Worm tongue? Yeah, that's trying to corrupt the king of Gondor. <laughs> yeah. And they like light him on fire and throw him off the edge of the... Yeah, that's exactly. See, that's what it should... That's how it should have ended. <laughs> they should have taken him... So Liv should have gotten lit on they, fire and yeah, thrown off the tower. Yeah, thrown her off of the um, like the scoreboard at the... At the <laughs> baseball game. At, at the, the baseball, baseball diamond, yeah. After lighting her on fire. After lighting her on fire. <laughs> or throwing out a Goodyear blimp or something like that. Yeah. She... I mean, she... She was just ridiculous. And... I I did not I kind of this sort of happened but I wish Thea had just been like live hun you need to understand this man is the father of my children I am married to him I have made a commitment to him I at least need to try right or at least let him try to make this work like I'm sorry that you can't seem to deal with that um and also how does she not recognize that their marriage is so different from their parents like they keep calling upon their parents and comparing the situation to their parents. But it's like, Gavin is so obviously not your guys' dad. Like, Yeah, he's there for his kids. He's He loves being with them. He loves taking care of them. He's super helpful to Thea. I mean, I yeah. get that he's gone a lot with his job, but sorry that he makes millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing she's like, Yeah, and she's like, well, what would Grand Grand say? <laughs> she's like, Grand Grand would say... I don't need no man. <laughs> like I don't that. think her grandma I, ever said that. <laughs> I guess her grandma was more supportive. Right? <laughs> yes. No, okay. yes. Yeah. I didn't um, actually read the book. I'm just going off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did read it. Um, you obviously read the book. Um, and I wrote down this line that Liv says where I was just like, you bitch. I'm sorry. But well, Ellen, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe mom will support you. You're officially her daughter. Yeah. like, Oh, yeah, that it was terrible. Such, yeah, um, she's gonna have an uphill battle uh, for for me to like her in the next book. So maybe it'll there will be enough time, enough books in between now and then that I'll forget how much. Is there like really gonna be a sequel Liv. about Mac and Liv? Yeah, yeah, it really is. You guys are gonna read that? I don't know. I just feel like that'd be so painful. <laughs> I really don't like Liv. So I liked Mac though. He would be fun. I guess she semi redeemed herself a notch. When she when she left, but it was when she just only, finally left them alone. <laughs> well, that was helpful <laughs> yeah. too. But yeah, when she um, texted uh, Gavin and said she's going to need you, 
Yeah, but it was kind of like at that point with me, it was like kind of too little, too late. Yeah, but I, don't know. I agree. Yeah, like she was like calling, like, Ugh, get in there and clean up your yeah. mess. Ugh. <laughs> She's, no, she's I, your problem now. She was bugging me through the whole thing. And then for her to throw the, you know, go look and see what's in the closet thing. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, you'll never believe what's in there. <laughs> An $8 mass market well, paperback. Well, the of- thing <laughs> that I didn't understand about that scene is that the main reason that Thea was upset about the romance novels was because he was taking lines from the book and using them on Thea. But Liv didn't know those things. Yeah. So. Liv just saw a, you know, a pile of romance books and was like, Ugh. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> what kind of loser is he? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I didn't understand about that scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely, I couldn't get any of it. And and even like if a dude like started quoting romance novels to me, I'd be, oh yeah, go tell me more (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) just remember that I almost uh, threw up my coffee (laughs) okay Uh, what did you guys think of the romance book club element Ryan any chance of getting your D&D group to read uh, romance novels I don't know we're kind of busy right now (laughs) storming the castle (laughs) Roll the dice, okay, see whatever. what the initiative is. Yeah. Um, I don't see that happening. <laughs> uh, I do think that that is, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. I do think it's kind of, I kind of have a problem with these things where it's like, just read a bunch of romance books and then you'll know how to talk to women because that's how all women respond and stuff. I mean. I don't know, Ryan. I almost called you by your dad's name. Um, <laughs> I think of men. I think it should be required reading for men. I think men could learn a lot okay. from some of these books. Okay. Maybe not this one in particular, but no, some of these books. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, I mean, as as a romance reader, I thought it was a lot of fun, and they were. She was obviously having a lot of fun, like having these guys read romance novels. And um, kind of the things that they were picking up on. I love that they call them manuals. And um, <laughs> no, I yeah, no, I, I I do think that it was. I just don't know. I don't know how realistic it is, but I do think it was like fun for the story. I mean, I think it was fun that they were these big burly uh, athletes and things, yeah. and that they were reading romance novels to. Yeah, like even the Russian guy was like, "No, that's not what it says." <laughs> It was. I thought it was fun. I liked that aspect of it. It made it a lot of fun. I wanna. I wanna uh, throw this quote at you guys and see what you. What you. How it hits you. The backlash against the pumpkin spice latte is a perfect example of how toxic masculinity permeates even the most mundane things in life. If masses of women like something, our society automatically begins to mock them, just like romance novels. If women like them, they must be a joke, right? It's. Probably pretty true. You think of the apple teeny thing for a long time. Women were all into that kind of stuff, and then people started yeah. making fun of it. The pumpkin spice like pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, women love those, and now people make fun of it. Um, well, and I like how they're like, "Damn, that thing is delicious!" Like I can see why women <laughs> like this. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably true. I think it just becomes mocked because. 
you know. Well, it becomes like a meme. Like yeah. the pumpkin spice, making fun of PSLs is more like a meme. And I don't know if it's, I mean, what do I know, right? But as a, speaking from a, a, a man's perspective, I guess, I don't see, I don't feel, I don't know, know if the, the jokes about pumpkin spice lattes came from guys per se. That's yeah, it's true. probably true. It's probably more women making fun of other women. Well, and we've <laughs> talked about on the show before how often I feel more derision for reading romance from other women than I do from, from men. men. Mainly because I don't care about what men think, but I, you know, do care sometimes what other women think. Um, is it? And I do, do I have to turn in a part of my woman card if I had to look up what that tape was? The washi tape. Oh, the washi tape. Um, it's definitely oh, the, more a like millennial woman thing than than an old woman uh, thing. Yeah. What, what is it again? I remember. I remember her going is. crazy about it. The washi I, tape is just decorative. It's tape. just I had like to kind of it. <laughs> patterned tape, essentially. Okay. Hmm. And I've uh, even used it before on like decorating cards and things, but I yeah, I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. Um, and then I did like this line as well that happens between the, the guys. Um, just remember this. The point of all this is to court her, Gavin, not seduce her. What's the difference? The difference is to make her want you, not prove how much you want her. Yeah, that was good. I liked that one. Um, and I liked all the backstory stuff and the G-spot stuff, her that was like funny. emotional G-spot. <laughs> so I will pay and you each a million dollars if you'll stop saying G-spot. <laughs> and then the moment that like made me LOL was when they're like having this kind of serious conversation. The Russian like turns up a cheek and farts and they all just kind of carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty realistic as well. <laughs> Yeah, so I really liked all that stuff. Um, I thought it it was fun, and I think it's a really fun concept for a romance series for sure. I agree. Um, okay, let's talk about sex, sex baby. baby. Uh, <laughs> this will surely be Ryan's favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Um, first of all, Ryan, is this your first time reading a sex scene? No. Like I said, I read Game of Thrones. Okay. How about a sex scene written by women? Uh, possibly. I mean, wait, um, did Harry Potter have any sex in it? <laughs> in Ellen's imagination. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I would remember. Um, okay. So you kind of already touched on how you felt about the sex scene, but elaborate, Ryan. Um, I just thought, <clears throat> well, the book was like, humorous and then it would get like like oh that's sweet and then it would be like whoa what's going on here because it's yeah because it's like she what was the part i wish i could remember the part but it's like he walks in and he like leans on the table and she's like oh his forearms are bulging with the veins and it made her nipples hard and i was just like what the hell <laughs> like that came out of nowhere ryan that happens all the time <laughs> yeah <It> right <laughs> so <clears throat> In right. romance, apparently your forearms aren't bulging enough. So I immediately started working out Either my that forearms. That or a lot of women around it. Ryan have very hard nipples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, I guess it says something about my forearms. <laughs> but yeah, it, it would just go from like zero to sixty real quick. Well, this one wasn't even as bad as some we've read. There's some that yeah, we've read. Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. There's some we've read where it's it's so out of tone with the rest of the book that it's like, yeah, wow, that's this true. Is, 
you know, because even like like I said, I've read Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones, the TV show, is like known for being super sexy graphic stuff. But the book wasn't even like the sex scenes in the book Game of Thrones aren't even close to what this book had in it. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, <clears throat> well, they're just more like <laughs> why read it? Well, it's just, we're we, we're winning. <laughs> you read eight hundred pages of that, <laughs> so it's it's um. Yeah, like well, I mean, it it'll it's graphic, but it's like to the point. You know what I mean? So no, what do you mean? Well, I Can mean, it's elaborate? not. It isn't three pages of like, and then he rubbed her nipples, and then she did this, and then they did that, and then they did blah 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 blah. blah. And then and he she, licked this, and, and then, then he licked that, and then she licked that, and then he slapped that, and then she punched this, and then. <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, You've got some aggressive sex going on. Oh, I mean, I just well, I mean, we all read the same book, right? <laughs> Ryan, less like the prevailing thing in romance novels, and of course, you know the one sex scene that we see happen between, or not at least one of the sex scenes that we see happen between them. The woman always comes first, always, sometimes multiple times. Yeah, and so that obviously had to happen in this book as well. Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> I mean, I guess spoiler alert, she does spoiled. come. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say this is, uh, it was, I thought it was pretty hot, but it's also not the hottest that we've read. So if no, that makes you feel close. weird, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, mom, what did you think about the sex in this I thought, I mean, it was pretty hot. It wasn't. Um, this yeah, is such a read. weird conversation to be <laughs> You'd love it. Stop it. That was pretty hot. Yeah, it was pretty hot. I was no, pretty was turned pretty on. Hot. Yeah, it was quite turned on. Ryan, how about you? Yeah, totally. I was sitting in my... Yeah, right. Did you have the book boner that they were talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know, I was, re- I was reading this book at work in the break room and <laughs> hoping oh, that... We've had some where Ellen... Oh my gosh. Yeah, Ryan, I listened to this one book that was narrated. You know, the guy who plays um, uh, Thorn Oakenshield? Thorn Oh yeah, in Hobbit. He I, thought, narrates, I thought you were gonna. I was hoping you were gonna say. He's better looking in other movies than he was in Hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but you're he like, narrates. Were you picturing the dwarf? <laughs> oh, no, like, not oh even close. Gosh. North and south. That's what we were four picturing. Four and a half foot stature and his <laughs> ripped forearms that have been. Okay, so knock it off, you two. He narrates a book that is a romance book, and it's got these pretty steamy scenes. And I was listening to that while I was sitting in a sandwich shop. Um, not too far from work, so you might know I which know. one. Yeah. And um, I was, uh, it was uh, uh, interesting. <laughs> you like passed out, <laughs> covered in sandwich and, and pasta I've salad. I've got so many comments in my head right now that I can't say. <laughs> Jeez. I'm surprised you're withholding yourself. I know, you don't I usually know. do that. Well, I was going to make a soup and sandwich comment. But... Oh. oh, God. <laughs> 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 but i opted not to (laughs) you're welcome good job i love love the setup of that i was going to say this exact thing but i didn't so you're welcome that i restrained myself oh gosh (laughs) okay um so yeah and i thought the sex i personally ryan obviously had a little bit culture shock heading into the sex scenes it was kind of awkward they just felt awkward. Well, I, I mean, I think it's just awkward because you've never read one before. Yeah, and that's, again, it's like a genre well, thing. It, 
And also, he knows his mom is going to be reading it. I mean, think about the first time that you read stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, my mom's going to be reading this. Yeah. Or when you were listening to our very first romance novel and you kept fast forwarding through the sex scenes. It's yeah, like when we were true. kids and, and mom and we all watched Boogie Nights with mom. <laughs> that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> We all sat down as a family and watched Boogie However, Nights. there were times that your dad and I would talk about Don't. things that you guys would get super oh. yeah. uncomfortable about. Well, I'm just pointing out. Yeah. Um, okay. What was your swooniest moment? Ryan, this is a, a question we have on every episode where we pick our favorite moment that made us go a little swoony. I have mine. So do I. What's yours, Mom? Mine is... When she goes off and tells that Rachel chick about how awful she is and, and you know, defends her husband. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the elevator and he they're just both so turned on they can hardly keep their hands off each other. That's That was a pretty good one. Um, mine Mainly was I liked when... her telling off Rachel, so I was behind yeah. her on that one. Um, mine was when he revealed his insecurities to her, which he kind of already alluded to, but I wrote down this line where he says, I've always had a fear that I was the one who was most in love in this marriage. And I was just like, oh, so sad and swoony. It was heartbreaking. Um, Ryan, do you have anything that sticks out to you as particularly swoony? Uh, What, let me think. When did Gavin get me all hot and bothered? (laughs) Um... I mean, anytime they described uh, like the pictures on Pinterest of him, his forearms, his for oh his forearms. forearms. Don't get me started. His, his V and down into his down you know. in, yeah on his pelvis. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if if this was like a. I mean, you got you women are going to answer this better than I can. Um, what you can have a swoony moment. On the girl's side. Yeah, but well, Thea sucked. Also... Yeah, she was pretty awful. You've established that <laughs> I didn't like the women in this book. <laughs> I thought Gavin sure. could do much better. Um, okay. Okay, so when... I mean, this is probably just because of how I spent this last weekend. I had a toddler that was puking her guts out this weekend. Um, yeah. So when his girls were throwing up and he was like, no, 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 I'm going to clean it up. And he was down on the floor cleaning up his daughter's puke. I was like... Good on you, man. Good for you for not... That is a pretty swoony moment. Good for you for not being like, you know, like, oh, that's that's women's work or something stupid like that. Like, he did did it. Well, and I know mom also would have appreciated that because mom refused to clean up puke. It's uh, not refused. It would make me sick. So anytime you kids puked, especially as you got older with baby puke, you know, it is what it is and I was fine. But when you got older and it was like nasty puke... um, it, ever since I've been pregnant and I was very, very sick through all my pregnancies, that stuff like that will, I have a gag reflex that's very touchy. <laughs> and so when I would clean something like that up, it, it made me gag. And so every time, if your dad was home, he'd say, you go ahead, I'll clean this up. And he was always very good about cleaning it up because he knew that it was very hard for me to do. Dad's I actually gagging. have, I have a, a weird, like, I can't smell cherry capri sun to this day because one time ryan drank a bunch and then (laughs) threw it up on the driveway (laughs) threw up on the driveway and like i still smell it and like all i smell is puke like to this day and that that was when we were like seven and eight or so that party was nuts man (laughs) 
I mean, I blacked out on Capri Sun. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure it was pretty nuts. I, well, I woke up. Now this is the puke podcast. Um, yeah. But I woke up this last weekend. So we, because of my kid, she we were we she was sick. So we got a mattress. We put it on the floor in front of the living in the living room, and we were watching Disney Plus. And um, we all she was tired because she'd been puking her guts out, and she fell asleep. And we finally fell asleep next to her. And I woke up to her throwing up on me. So I got puke all over my arm and my shirt and stuff. And that was the second worst way I've ever been woken up. So. <laughs> I don't want to know what the first was. Um, okay, let's listen. Let's hear what some of our listeners thought of this book. Uh, Sarah said, I just finished the audiobook yesterday, and I absolutely loved this second chance romance. I liked that the story was told from both the hero and the heroine's point of view, and that we got the Regency book story parallel to their relationship as well. The book club guys were like Gavin's fairy god bros, helping him out as best they could, often with positive yet hilarious results. I hope there are future books featuring the other characters in the book club. It's totally set up for Liv and Mac to get together. And also, what the hell is the Russian eating? He needs a diet (laughs) overhaul. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the podcast. It's vodka and borscht. (laughs) He said it was cheese, right? Oh, yeah, he loves cheese. That's right. Um, Christy says, this was one of my favorite books of the year. Kimberly says, I loved this book. It was the perfect road trip read because it was both fun and sweet. The conflict was well-written and the pacing of the book was quick and kept me turning pages. I really, really had a great time reading this book and can't wait for more from this author. It was a quick read. I I (laughs) seriously, I, I'm a slow reader. I freaking flew through this book. I'm a slow reader too. Like I I probably spent four hours reading this thing. Yeah, no, I, I, it was quick for me as well, but it's everything's quick for me. She's um, a fast reader. Okay. Brag, Paige, brag yeah, Paige says I just started and the book already has me hooked. Also, I'm looking forward to hearing your son slash brother, and I'm hoping for wholly inappropriate comments. Well, I hope we have delivered, Paige. <laughs> we gave them a warning that you could be potentially inappropriate, Ryan. Okay. Um, Kath- I feel like I need to deliver now. Yeah. <laughs> Say something inappropriate. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I win the inappropriate uh, line this week. Yeah, geez. Yeah. That's true. Gosh. <laughs> I want your daughter getting... Hey, stop. Stop. <laughs> Gross. Cassie says, I really wanted to love this book because it's such a cute and unique premise for a story. It ended up being just so-so for me. I liked Gavin and all his teammates. Thea was immature, and I hated how Gavin and Thea's big conflict was handled. My least favorite part of the book was Liv. All of her comments and different ways that she butted into her sister's marriage irked me. I so desperately wanted Thea to call her out and put her in her place. Gavin wasn't a bad guy. He didn't cheat on Thea. They simply had an argument that was handled poorly. The protective sister thing was overkill in my opinion. Maybe Liv will be redeemed in her book. I don't know if I'm interested enough to read it, though. I listened to this book on Audible, and I have to say I loved that they used an American author for Gavin and a separate narrator with a British accent for the hero from Courting the Countess. It was fantastic. That sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. Lori has a long one, so bear with me here for a second. Lori. I really enjoyed so much about this book. A married couple with real life issues is not the typical romance book couple, but I loved the setup and thought it was done really well. 
The writing was great, good character development and growth, a plot with emotional depth, and some fabulously well-written humor. All of Gavin's spoof names for the book and his, its character were absolute gold. Lord Chesthair was a favorite. <laughs> And speaking of Gavin, I loved how invested he was in fixing his marriage. He knew he had screwed up and he was desperate to make things right. His confession about being afraid he was the one more in love and more invested in their marriage was such a gut punch. His vulnerability in that scene made everything that came before so believable. Not going to lie, Thea was incredibly hard for me to like for a good portion of the book. While I really did understand where she was coming from with her post-marriage, post-baby identity crisis, I was beyond frustrated with her unwillingness to give Gavin a truly fair chance. Her expectations of Gavin's ability to read her mind were so unrealistic and unfair, and I couldn't figure out why she was so determined to set him up for failure. Yes. The fact that Liv was trying so desperately to keep Thea rooted in the bitterness made me see the sister's relationship as unhealthy instead of supportive. Uh, hard to root for that. However, by the end, I think the author ultimately did a good job of making Thea's motivations understandable, but it was definitely a journey. One last note, I absolutely adored how well developed each of the book club guys felt, and the animosity between Gavin and Mac provided some of my favorite moments. Mac and Liv are the next book. While I look forward to finding out how single guy Mac ended up in this book club, it will be an uphill battle for me to enjoy Liv as the lead. But I liked this book enough. I know I'll give the next one a chance. Lori, I think you and I are like, you know, beat for beat in agreement there. So well said. Yeah. Thea bugged me through the first 90% of the book. Liv never redeemed herself in my eyes. I thought she was a terrible person. Yeah, Thea, yeah. Thea bugged me through the first 90% of the book and also the last 10% of the book as well. <laughs> and <laughs> so the next book is going to be about Liv and Mac, right? right. And Mac yeah. is the guy that he punched for hitting right. everybody's wives, right? Yes. So Mac yes. is also a horrible person. I don't know, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's not a horrible person. He's uh, just like kind of flirty. Okay. No. That's a dickhead thing to do to go up and just start hitting everybody's wives and then be like, dude, I'm sorry. She's hot. What do you expect he's me to do? He's kind of like, uh, he's kind of like guys that, you know, we knew in the Air Force growing up. I'm not going to no. name names. They're, no, 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 no. Mom? Those guys. Kind of. <laughs> those guys are douchebags then. Just kidding. No, we like those guys. Um, no, but they like knew you. They didn't just hit on everybody's wives, right? Or did they? I don't know. This is the 90s. Yeah, they they time. didn't know me. Right? <laughs> crazy times. <laughs> right? What? This is the 90s. It's crazy time. Yeah, they were crazy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jessica says, I really enjoyed this book. I liked the premise set up uh, of the story, a romance about a couple staying together instead of getting together. I also really loved uh, the book club guys who all felt like fleshed out characters. This book had a good mix of humor and heart, and so many of the feelings slash thoughts that Gavin and Thea expressed really resonated with me. I think the author did a good job of explaining both Gavin's and Thea's backstories so the reader understood what motivated them and why they reacted the way they did. I loved the interspersed excerpts from Courting a Countess, and I laughed out loud at Gavin's various names for Benedict. I am looking forward to reading Mac's book next, although I will say... There was a lot about Liv that I thought was toxic. It's not that she was unlikable because I like certain aspects of her, but I think her views slash interference were hard to swallow. So it will be interesting to see how the author takes on Liv. Overall, though, I enjoyed this book and wish more guys would read romance or at least admit that they read it. We, we, for the record, we don't read romance. 
Um, Nara says, this book is gold. I laughed so much. The names Gavin refers to Lord Benedict, asshat, chest hair, licks a lot, tight pants, priceless. The guys were a lot of fun. I even want a prequel for Del and Nessa. Yeah, that'd be cute. I have so many favorite parts. Del working his charm on Gavin. I liked that Gavin knew he handled por- how he handled their fight poorly and was willing to fight for his marriage, even if he was oblivious to how not perfect it was. I really liked we got to know Thea little by little. We don't know her at first, and she comes across as mean for being so resolved in leaving him. The book doesn't tell their ages, but it seems they're still young. It makes me think that's why Liv is so annoying, because she's even younger. I thought I got where she was coming from at first, then she was just mean to her sister, whom she allegedly was trying to protect. I still want to read her book with Max, secretly hoping she's going to therapy. <laughs> uh, something that was has been mentioned already on this very podcast, the Rafe episode, why are twins' names with the same first letter? It's like the author doesn't want us to tell them apart. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then she says, rant. And seriously, how accurate is the di- dialogue? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you know? I can actually hear some people I know saying yeah. it. Gosh, yeah. I'm not yeah. a mind reader. That's rant what I'm over. saying. That's That was that was pretty spot I think on. I highlighted that very yeah. exchange because it's just so indicative of, of the way a lot of, especially a lot of women think that the men should just be able to read their mind and know what they're thinking. And it's yeah. not that way. Okay. I wasn't going to say it. But yeah, you're right, mom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know. I just think, and I don't think it's something like that. I just think it's like, um, it's just communication. Mis- it's mis- it's natural human miscommunication. But I think that yeah. the author did a good job at capturing that. that yeah. Because everybody does that, where they're like, "Well, I told you this," but it's like, "Well, I didn't take it like that, so I went and did this instead." I mean, it happens with like bosses and employees and stuff as well sometimes. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I thought the communication was really well done. I think she's a good author, like legitimately. Yeah. I think she's she's good at writing these types of books. And a lot of people have touched on it, but I really I thought she did a good job with developing how this this situation came to be and how they needed to learn how to improve each themselves and each other, you know, in order to make it work. I thought that she handled that really well. And finally, singular male listener Jason said. I thought I would give a more in-depth review this week since it's the Bromance Book Club. I really like this book. Not quite a love for me, though. I did really enjoy the Bromance Book Club members from the BB's book boners to the discussion (laughs) of how pumpkin spice lattes and romance novels are mocked because women like them. And as a man who may or may not have used some of the knowledge gained from romance novels to his own gains, I loved the way they referred to romance novels as instruction manuals. We had the normal asshattery of the hero and heroine not communicating with each other and being mad that the other doesn't read their mind. I fell for Gavin. He was completely hope clueless and his character swung wildly between being completely likable to a complete ass in one sentence i had a little more trouble with thea at times i felt like she didn't want happiness but i warmed towards her as more quote-unquote backstory was revealed the twins ages kept bugging me i felt they were portrayed they portrayed them as being older but if they had been married three years she was pregnant when they got married wouldn't that mean the kids were only around three-ish but all in all, I thought the book was a fun read. I mean, anytime we get a Russian hockey player with digestive problems, you know we have man humor covered. <laughs> yep. I I agree. I think the kids were written older. That's than, why I thought they were like five or six. Yeah, than they that were. That confused yeah. me, I guess. But we get that a lot in books where 
kids are always a little more. Yeah. Well, and movies. Yeah. Um, okay, final thoughts on the Bromance Book Club from either of you. Oh, I didn't do this one question. Ryan, mm-hmm. what did you make of your first overall experience reading a romance novel? <clears throat> um, it was... Um, it, I'm glad that, it, that, I, that it, I could read it quickly. <clears throat> like, it's, well, like I said, these books that I read are like literally like a thousand pages long, each one of them. Yeah. He keeps trying to get me to read like a 1,400-page book, and it's like, I don't have time it's for not that. It's 1,400 pages, no, it's 800 pages, it's Name <laughs> of the Wind, and it has romance in it, and you should read it. Okay, but I don't have... She keeps me on a very tight leash, Ryan. Okay. I don't have time to read that well, book like you that. you are the mom here, so you can do whatever you want. How about that? Uh, I can't. Okay, continue. Keep Sorry, going. So, um, so I, that's why I think that she, the author did a good job at with her prose and like like the pacing of the book was, was good because I, I flew through it just like I feel like I should have. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go out and (laughs) read a bunch of romance novels, to be honest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) But it was, was it like a completely, you hated the whole experience thing? Um, Did you learn anything from reading it that might help you in your relationship? uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a pretty darn good husband. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know if I'd say that. I learned anything, but I, I I thought that it was like pretty reflective of I know I've said this a million times now of a real relationship, and yeah. especially like a young real relationship where they're yeah. still trying to figure things out and yeah, so that was that was good, um, and yeah no it wasn't as bad as I as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, that's if good. I, if I'm, I'm being honest, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, that's fine. Do you want to share with the audience what you call, refer to our books as? No, don't do that. <laughs> I don't know if I should actually do that. <laughs> I mean, I do. I've been holding it in this whole time. <laughs> just clenching. I'm just clenching so I don't say it. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, just checking. Um, like I said, really liked this book. I... I think that it wasn't the most enjoyable book for me to read because no, because she was frustrating. But I did, I did like how she unpacked everything with them, and um, I, I thought it was an interesting. You know, it. I will say, Ryan, this is, this is a different book than a lot of romance. I figured novels. it was, yeah. yeah. Um, you know. I, but, you know, it's like people said, it's kind of refreshing to read a romance that is about people that are already married. And um, I think that's always interesting when people people do that. Um, and, yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. Mom? I liked it as well. I think I what we should do is have Ryan on again next year and just have him read like a straight up, you know, Sarah like McLean. rom romance? No, like a, a super Lisa Kleypas or, or Tessa Dare or... We should have Ryan on to read like a parent, like a really filthy paranormal with oh, us. Yeah, paranormal. Yeah, like pork yeah. and ghosts. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, ghost, ghost act- I've actually read one where there's a ghost uh, and a human. That's like a. How can? How, what logistically? How does that even happen? Because <laughs> mom, they make oh, it man. work. <laughs> yeah, I bet there's a lot of ectoplasm going on. In that <laughs> Speaking of soup and sandwich, yeah, um, yeah. the 
I, I don't understand how the sensations would be there, but I don't want to think about it too hard. Mom? It's all mental. Well, it's, it's one of those Cressley Cole books, so maybe, maybe we can read that one. I thought you said I couldn't read a Cressley Cole. I'm thinking about it. I'm considering it. What's okay. wrong with Cressley Cole? If they're too dirty, Ellen isn't like me to read them. Oh. They're, they're really dirty. <laughs> so this, is it like... Are, I mean, Granted, are they... I've read the whole series, but you know... Yeah. <laughs> See, how, see what uh, I'm dealing with? I can't wait to find like the wiki page on that. <laughs> get into all the character maps and everything. Um, is it like, I mean, do books like that, do they even have like story or are you just reading it for the pork? No, they all no, have story. They, they do- this one, I mean, like that Cressley Cole series is quite intensive and it's because uh, their books are all connected and there's like, it's this like race wars thing. There's all these different, there's like... Um, Oh gosh, there's witches and demons and okay, uh, okay. Now you're talking like, my... ghosts and werewolves and vampires and um, all sorts of stuff. What's and... the? I love the um, kill the queen kill kill the queen series that we read. Yeah, but there's still another one coming out. But that one was really good, and that was a fantasy. Yeah, um, but that Cressley Cole, it's it's always like most of these species or whatever um they all have this thing where they have like this ultimate fated soulmate type thing and usually it is somebody that is in the race that their race is hates and is fighting against and all this stuff you know it's like saga it's like um yes it is like saga the comic book series saga Mm -hmm. um okay so let's go to break those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on the Bromance Book Club by Alyssa K. Adams. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rom, and our Instagram, which is also at Not Your Mom's Rom. Or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On December 2nd, we will be discussing Edenbrook by Julianne Donaldson in our next mini episode. For now, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be putting Ryan to the test. So stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. Okay, so we're just going to do a couple news topics for this one. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that we do currently have a poll going on our Facebook group. If you're not a member, go join, and you can vote on the poll that is um, creating our next reading list. So make sure go have your voice heard on that list. Also on that group and across social medias, probably, I'm going to release the list of our award categories. We did this last year and it was a lot of fun uh, where we're going to kind of do the best of the year awards. And um, so I'm going to put out a list of the categories so that you guys can weigh in and, you know, let us know what some of your picks would be. And we're going to read some of those picks uh, for each award category as well. Um, we're going to stick so to books that we've read on the us podcast. Pers- us personally are going to stick to books that we that we have read on the podcast or read this year, um, which is mainly books that we've read on the podcast. Um, but you are welcome to pick any book that you feel is deserving of the of the honors this year. Um, so we'd love to hear from you on either of those things. Uh, yeah, mom, anything to add on that? 
No, I love our end of year, except it's hard for me to remember the whole year. And this year we've yeah. got twice as many books because That's we true. did it every week. Okay. Yeah. So uh, go join the group, weigh in on those things, and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, guys. Welcome back. Now, Ryan is related by blood to both of us, but those of you listening know way more about our romance reading selves than he does, I wager. So we are now going to put that to the test with a newlywed game of sorts for Ryan to see how much he knows about our romance reading habits. So, Ryan, are you ready? Uh, yep. Ryan knew nothing about this, so... Yeah, I had no idea what's going on. (laughs) This will be fun. Um... Ryan, what is my favorite personality tra- uh, trait in a romance hero? Um, Amish. <laughs> he got it. Gosh darn it. God. <laughs> I am known on the podcast for liking a grumpy hero. Ellen likes grumpy a heroes. Grumpy hero. Okay. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Um, mom's first complete romance was titled. A blank by any other name by Sarah McLean. What is that blank? <laughs> forearm. A forearm by any other name. <laughs> that <No>. would work. <laughs> that would work. It was a rogue by, by any, any other name. name. Oh, I, that was my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you better get this one. Who is probably our favorite author? Mm, um... What's her name? Chrissy Hole? Krusty Hole? <laughs> no. What? Cole? No, not cr- no. no, not Crestley Cole. Krusty <laughs> Hole. <laughs> no, who do we talk about all the time? Penny Reed. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> Does she okay. listen to this podcast? She has occasionally, I think. To. I don't know. Hmm. Um, Mom and I went to two romance events last year. Where were they, and what was the name of at least one of them? Uh, one of them was in <laughs> Dallas. Good. Yeah. The other one was um, in uh, Bangkok. <laughs> no. Got it. Bangkok would be a good place to have a rom-com <laughs> romance, just for the name alone. <laughs> Chicago was the other one. Do you know the name of either of them? Um... Is mom giving you answers? No, she's no. not. Um, is it Rom Con with an N? That would no, be a good, a good one. one. That is a good one. You're close, though. Uh, ro- it, I don't know. Kiss Con and Book Bonanza were the Book two. The two. Book Boner Nanza. <laughs> um, okay. What nickname has mom dubbed her favorite audiobook narrator? Ooh. Oh, um... What's his name? It has the name of a state in it. Um, Where one of our uncles is from. Oh, Tennessee Whiskey Dick. <laughs> no. no. Oh, sorry, Chris Brinkley, if you're listening. Oh. Sorry. Is it Tennessee something, though, right? Yeah, Tennessee yeah. Sex Voice. A sex Voice. Tennessee Sex Voice. Oh, it's close. <laughs> so close. Yeah. You cut the first part. Um. I have done a few different musical impressions on this podcast. Name one. What's one that she does all the time? Uh, Cannibal Corpse. (laughs) (laughs) These are all Ryan's screamo. 
It's not a screen. Death metal, metal whatever. There we go. Um, <laughs> Flavor Flav. No. NWA. No. Um, the Rizza. No. Am I close? <laughs> yeah, so close. No. You're so close. Ethel Merman. I've attempted a Shakira, I think, at one point. Uh, I did a Bob Dylan one. Did a Britney Spears. Yeah. There you go. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> She's so talented. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. Yeah, so talented. What word does mom use so often that it's become a sort of catchphrase for her? Oh, he's not going to know this one. <laughs> um. <laughs> it might be different at home than it is on the podcast. <laughs> well, he's going to come up with something really dirty. <laughs> Um, what word does she use that it's become a sort of catchphrase for her? Soup. I don't know. <laughs> delightful. Oh, it's delightful. 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 Everything's delightful. Forms. What is the name Forms. of the Turkish soap opera that mom and I became obsessed with last year? Oh, um, I, uh, shoot. I can't remember. Erken. Kush. Yeah. Right. Good. Um, what rom com movie made it to the top of our rom com bracket? So it's a movie. A rom com movie that Ellen and I both love. Natural Born Killers. Yes. (laughs) You got it. Like, is that Uh, it? Yes. No. Sweet. What do I win? You win this poster of Juliet Lewis. Um, no, it was while you were sleeping. Oh, while you were sleeping. you didn't know that. I, what about Love Actually? I know you guys love Love we Actually. We do love Love Actually. And that was on the list. And that one was up there, but. What else okay, is on the final... list? Oh, sorry. Go uh, what else? Sabrina. Uh, no, uh, Princess Bride was on there. Uh, Roman Holiday okay. was up there pretty high. Um, Clueless made it pretty far. 10 Things I Hate About You. So like the the nineties teeny teeny boppers spinoffs of Shakespeare can novels. Can you tell? Can you tell who had the most influence on that <laughs> yeah, list? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Final question. I'm going to give you a list of four romance tropes. Your job is to pick which was selected as my favorite trope and which was selected as mom's favorite trope. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Best friend, sibling, forced proximity, sexy billionaire, or enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers is moms. Yes. I can't even remember what I chose. (laughs) Yes, you're so smart. (laughs) Thanks, mom. Um, uh, Oh, man, I was really hoping for, like, the the grumpy Amish guy. Well, Ellen's might make you feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Is it the sexy billionaire? No. No. It's... It's Best friend's sibling is my favorite. Best friend's sibling. Well, oh. like her brother's best friend. Yes. A brother's best friend. Yep. Okay. For the record, I do not love that because of being in love with any of your friends. Just so you know. <laughs> my, the Rolodex was spinning in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? Who could it be? Who could it be? <laughs> okay. That's that's all she wrote. I think you did about as well as I thought you were going to do. So good job. <laughs> we did not have that's high great. expectations. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Because this whole time I've been thinking, like, I, they're probably really regretting bringing me on here. No, never. Like, no input. We, we love you. You're, you're fantastic. <laughs> I said, like, three um, things this whole podcast. So, yeah. Um, so, Ryan, 
What did you think of your uh, experience on the show? Oh, it's been dream come true. I bet. Um, no, I mean, it was fun. I uh, read something that I would never, ever have read. And um, true. got to discuss it. I, I like the idea of, of a book club. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried getting some of the guys at work into the same kind of books that I read, but they don't read. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah. that's... Yeah, we we are a rare a rare breed these days. Yeah. I have found I know. readers, especially me because I like like a physical copy of a book too. Because I kind of like the collecting of it. <sighs> I like to e-read because I can make the print nice and big. Well, <laughs> yeah, that the, the letters are bigger, <laughs> so I don't have to put on my bifocals when I'm reading. Oh, stop it, you! <laughs> no, stop it, you! <laughs> she does have bifocals. I know. I do. I think they're more than just bifocals. I think there's like three or four different prescriptions in here. <laughs> it's like a Swiss Army knife of focals <laughs> <laughs> on each eye. I do think um, it would be, uh, a, I mean, if I read books as quickly and as often as you guys do, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably need an e-reader as well. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, the nicest just thing the... is just not having to go out and buy a physical copy is we can just buy it online and have it. See, I like going to Barnes & Noble and... I just love getting myself Yeah, but we would have to buy so many books. Where would I even store all those books? My old bedroom. Well, the thing is is that they don't... uh, Romance novels, they don't sell them in bookstores very often, even though we're like the most lucrative, you know, genre that there is out there. Just go to Rayleigh's or Safeway or whatever. (laughs) They're all over the place there. They do sell a lot of them at Target, though. They do. But not it's not like there's a huge selection so we would have to just order them online anyway so you may as well just have it in your e-reader have it have it yeah. there right away yeah well i it was fun having you ryan even though i had to rein you and mom in a lot you, whatever 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 um and maybe we'll have you back again well sometime. i hope that i didn't disappoint you it sounds like you guys buttered me up about a lot before i got on the podcast we had low expectations honey it's okay but does do your listeners because you guys are saying that i'm so dirty and, and no we said wacky you're not zany. dirty we said you were inappropriate we said yeah we said we we did not know what to expect from oh, you so oh. i mean i was i've been holding back a bit <laughs> i know you have because <laughs> i know what you're capable of Thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for Edenbrook by Julianne Donaldson in one week on December 2nd, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMom'sRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome, Ellen. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.